Okay, everybody. I have something really cool to tell you about. If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain here. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will uh, distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one single place. Now, the way that you can do this is you got to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. And then you can get started. It's really fun. We just switched over recently here at All Too Real 2, and I'm enjoying it so far. So be sure to check it out and uh, let us know what you think. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me via Zoom is... Is, um... <clears throat> Matthew Stir Whip Stir Whip 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 Stir Pass. Is that, uh... Andalorian, or, um... No, that is a cocaine-fueled slash magic mushroom hallucinogenic trip, otherwise known as a segment of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yes. If you didn't know by the uh, description of this episode that you, you know, chose to listen to... Um, we are covering the Star Wars Holiday Special, which is a 1978 American television special set in the universe of Star Wars. Hmm. Yes. Somehow. Yes. It was directed by Steve Binder. Um, Kill him. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. It was written by Pat Proft, Leonard Rips, <laughs> Bruce Valanche. Rob Warren and Mitzi Welch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we're done. That's it, right? Oh, wait. that's it. It's over. <laughs> the episode is fucking over. <clears throat> I swear to God, I do not want to talk about this movie. Um, <laughs> I, I think you know if this does take place in the Star Wars universe, I genuinely believe that it's in the mind of Lumpy, who is Chewbacca's son. And that he has 
either one or multiple severe psychiatric disorders and he needs to be medicated pronto because um, I, I, I don't even know what to make of some of this stuff in the movie. I really don't. Um, and don't even say it to be insulting. I'm just saying from a like a like sort of just medical perspective, like you yeah. know, like for example, if you're a child who is waiting for your dad to come home, and then you switched on the thing, and then you're watching a cartoon that is displaying what your father is currently experiencing at that time, but in cartoon format. Uh, either you are psychic, or you. This is the whole thing is just a complete uh, hallucination or delusion. Either way, it's, it's not very safe. So Lumpy, I think, needs some immediate kind of assistance at the moment. Yes. Well, not the moment because he's 42 years old, but whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so ho- hopefully he's had help since that time. Um, well, I mean, the fact that um, Chewbacca's family, um, two of them are named after the things you can probably get when you have an STD. Yes, and, and you, that. you can we'll become ex- itchy or lumpy, and um, we'll explain that part later. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, um, <laughs> so yeah, I had to watch this over the course of four sittings. <laughs> wow, I couldn't watch it all in one go. Um. I did watch the majority of it on the fourth sitting, but, um, <laughs> over half of it. Wow. But, but still, the, the first time I watched about 10 minutes each, you know, the first <laughs> three times. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, I watched the, uh, the whole, in one sitting, <laughs> and that's probably why I was so <clears throat> freaked out by the, the drug trip that that movie was and quite literally though, as you explained to me. So, yes. So, um, okay. The little background here, this was a holiday special that aired on CBS on, uh, in November of 1978, like a year and a half after, uh, the original star Wars film, a New Hope came out. And this, uh, the events of this movie supposedly take place in between that and The Empire Strikes Back. Um, back then in the, uh, in the 70s, um, variety shows were pretty popular. You know, like, like Donnie and Marie and, you know, those type of things. Tony Orlando and Dawn and all those good, you know, Shows where you would have normally a charismatic host of some sort or two, like Donnie and Marie, and then you'd have like different, you know, things happen in it. Like, you know, there'd be a comedian, there'd be a guy spinning plates, there'd be a guy, um, you know, juggling or whatever, and, you know, a musical guest and things of that nature. So they tried to throw all that into this and create a narrative around it as well. <laughs> yeah yeah somehow a narrative i mean it's a very loose narrative um <clears throat> very loose um god damn sorry just just yeah so 
the, it's, hard to, it's one of those things where it's hard to talk about because I think it was Richie Rich's Christmas Wish or one of the, I don't know which one, where so much stuff is going on that it's hard to just focus on yeah. one thing. So then it's like, ironically, it's easier to talk about a movie that doesn't actually even have a lot going on in it because you can sort of just focus on that one part instead of yeah. like, okay, do I focus on the weird music video where it got like the green space guy is playing some kind of a trumpet and Grumpy <laughs> is just mesmerized for like six straight minutes while they're doing like this weird like circus soleil type of dance or do I focus on the weird virtual reality porn that grandfather itchy is watching and it's mm-hmm. like what the, you know what do I focus on you know <laughs> so a little bit about this uh this um special and it is special yeah the cast included you know mark hamill and harrison ford carrie fisher anthony daniels peter mayhew the voice of james earl jones all from the uh you know the star wars movies it also included b arthur (laughs) aka maude or uh dorothy from the um golden girls Art Carney, a.k.a. Ed Norton from uh, The Honeymooners. (laughs) And then you had uh, appearances by Harvey Korman, as in uh, the amazingly talented comedic actor from The Carol Burnett Show and uh, Blazing Saddles and a million other things. Um... Yeah. And uh, you had appearances by Jefferson Starship. (laughs) Diane Carroll. And, uh, yeah. Oh, God. Was Diane Carroll, who was was she in there? She was the the singer who was uh, doing, like, softcore porn. Oh yeah, the 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 um, ASMR on JOI stuff. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> sorry, but that's what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, just being honest, that's what it was. Um, yeah, same stuff. Like I am your fantasy and the really sensual voice. That virtual reality. I mean, <laughs> so do you want me to describe the plot, or do you want to, Matt? We could do half C's, I guess. Okay. Both sane. Uh, do you want me to start? <laughs> or, uh, or you? I'll I'll just I'll can I start at the very yeah, beginning? Go I go ahead. This, thank you. Because <laughs> I gotta get this off my chest. So <clears throat> the very beginning actually looks like a Star Wars movie, albeit you know little production made for TV. Fine. You know, Han Solo and Chewie are, you know, in the Millennium Millennial Falcon. The, really the Millennial Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And then he's telling Chewie, like, all right, we're going to get you home for life day. And then Chewie's, like, you know, arguing back to tell him to go faster. He's like, all right, we'll get there when we get there or whatever. I'm, you know, we got to, you know, we'll, we'll get you there in time. So that, you know, that part for the first, you know, 30 seconds <laughs> right there, you know, looks like a Star Wars movie. But for TV, well, that's amazing. You're going to have a Star Wars movie for TV. 
And then they're going to have Empire Strikes Back come out like six months to a year later. Awesome. We got a nice little in-between, you know, sweet spot. This is going to be great. Every kid's going to just love this movie. And then it goes straight into Chewbacca's family who, for like ten straight minutes, is just them making their noises. No subtitles, nothing. And you're just left interpreting what they're saying to each other, which you could sort of understand here and there because Lumpy, the child, is being kind of a brat and Grandpa is like yelling at him because he's like playing with like a uh, an air, like you know, like a starship, you know, spaceship, and he's like hovering over his grandpa's head, and he's you know, grandpa's getting grumpy about it, so then he kind of yells at him, and then you know, Lumpy, you know, sags his shoulders and his head down and walks away, and then he wants to eat like a cookie or something, and then Mama Wookie doesn't want him to eat that, so then he take you know makes him put it back, and he's all sad. And then she, like, lets him watch, like, this kind of, you know, like, Julie always watches those people play chess type of thing. Well, it was kind of like one of those devices, but it was like this really weird, elaborate song and dance where, like, this green dude is, like, playing, like, a some type of wind instrument. And then it's, like, this really mesmerizing, like, choreographed dance it was pretty cool. I mean, mind you, if this if this belonged in any other movie, it didn't have nothing to do with Star Wars. It would be yeah. kind of it. But Lumpy is just literally staring at this for like six straight minutes. I mean, like I don't think he blinked once. And I'm like, okay, like he's really, really into this. Then it stops, and then they grunt some more and walk around the house. Itchy, the grandfather who has a STD, most likely, um, he's walking around with his cane. Um, my theory is that um, Chewie's mom kicked him out of the house, and that's why he lives with Chewie and his wife because of all the softcore pornography he watches. <laughs> and maybe he's on here, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and then this goes on literally for probably 10, 12 minutes. Like, there's no pacing in this film whatsoever. Like, they, they had to fill a two hour time slot for some reason. Why couldn't have been an hour? Who knows? Or even an hour and a half with commercials. So that would be like maybe an hour tops. No, they needed to go to full two hours. So they had to fill in, you know, an hour and 37 minutes of, you know, movie. If you want to call it a movie. Yep. Uh, Okay. And then what happens? (laughs) Okay. So at some point we, uh, um, Mala contacts uh, Luke Skywalker. Mala, is, by the way, is uh, Chewie's wife. Um, because uh, she's worried about uh, why Han and Chewie haven't shown up yet. And uh, yeah, um, Luke is like working along with R2-D2, and Mark Hamill, who had had an accident prior to that, is wearing, like, really heavy makeup that makes him look like a drag queen. Or something. Or, like, he's, you know, a mime or whatever. He's got, you know, he's got, like, more makeup on than, like, Tammy Faye Baker. And, um... (laughs) Totally. I said he looks like a femboy fantasy of Ben Shapiro. Yes. I've got I got nothing against femboys at all. I'm just saying that's what he looked like, you know. And you have uh, nothing against Ben Shapiro either, right? Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Anyways, 
we've got um yeah he's working on his x-wing fighter with r2d2 luke is and uh he uh he tells molly he doesn't know what's going on um mala then contacts a local trader named um son dan played by art carney um he's kind of a suave guy even though he you know he's kind of like the the um i don't know the lando calrissian prototype but he's uh not at all billy d williams and um like a dollar store yeah it's like you know like when you order lando calrissian on wish this is what you get and um the uh he uh he has a, uh, <clears throat> he tells her that he, you know, through a, through, through like a, a carefully worded message that, that, that Han and Chewie are on their way. Somehow he knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then Mala goes to try to cook some stuff. And, uh, she's trying to prepare this meal, and she's, uh, watching, like, a cooking show that is, uh, there's a four-armed alien woman played by Harvey Korman (laughs) named, uh, Chef Gormanda. Gormamanda, I don't know, whatever it is. Anyways, um, and, uh, and she's crazy. Was, was she, uh, or was he, maybe it was just my TV, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I just, I need to know yeah. this actually, because um, you might know more about this than I do probably, but uh, in my TV, it looked like, almost like he was in blackface a little bit. Maybe it was just my TV, but... I think they made like, him like slightly like purplish or something. Oh, okay, so maybe that's what yeah. all right. Um... <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he did have, like, a little bit of a coloration to his skin. I don't think it was, like, okay. blackface, per se, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, and, um, so, later on, um, Son r- arrives with some Life Day gifts for everyone, including a virtual reality fantasy program for Itchy. <laughs> and this, uh, program... He gets he does this thing where he's like he's like it's it's wow and then he shakes his hand like you know man you know basically almost implying yeah. like you know go ahead and jerk off buddy and um <laughs> yeah the uh the fantasy program is Diane Carroll singing a song at some point but before that she's just basically doing ASRM uh softcore pornography noises <laughs> I'm just like, really? I'm like, how, what was Diane Carroll thinking um, <laughs> when they asked her know. to do this? I don't have no idea. I mean, because she was getting really, really sensual. I mean, it was, it was getting to the point where I'm like, uh, this was made for kids. I mean, like, 
she's all like, you know, take it all in. I mean, and like, I am your fantasy. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> I mean, she, she was like an award winning actress. She was known for her title role in Julia, which, uh, you know, which was the first television show to star an African American woman it in the league. A lot of money to do it. I yeah. know. <laughs> I'm just like okay. But anyways, maybe she, didn't, maybe she didn't know it was gonna be as bad as well. Like maybe she filmed her part. Yeah, and it it seemed okay just by itself. But then they added all the shit later. I, yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> anyways, we. We then go back to the Falcon. Chewie and Han, um, they have come out of hyperspace and they're not too far from Kashyyyk, which is the uh, home la- home planet of uh, the uh, the Wookies, um, mm-hmm. which is still canon. That part is, you know, Kashyyyk is still their home planet. Um, Han. Uh, Notices that there's a bunch of, uh, like, Imperial ships and stuff around, so he, uh, they decide to land on the north side of the planet, but, uh, I guess Chewie's family's on the other side. Um, so, uh, Lumpy gets all excited because he starts hearing a roaring of a ship, and so we think that maybe Chewie and uh, <clears throat> Han are arriving. Um, they open the door and they find two stormtroopers and some officers. <coughs> <laughs> the uh, the Imperials uh, force their way into the house. Um, they're trying to search for Chewbacca. The um, Art Carney's uh, character, Son. And others attempt to uh, distract them with food, and then uh, he, one of the one of the officers who's wearing a, by the way, wearing a Death Star um, outfit, which no Imperial officer would wear outside of the Death Star. <laughs> Just wanted to point that out. Um, that guy. Um, Son distracts him with a with a music box that features a video by Star Jefferson Starship, <laughs> which is the best part of the whole fucking thing because the song's actually decent. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I, I wrote too later on that it looks like a a pink dildo saber. And yes. I don't, I don't know why my mind is very. I'm having very blue, blue thoughts and humor lately for some reason. I'm That's because sure. you're blue, Baba D, Baba Do, or whatever. Blue, the hell by the way, is a British slang for kind of like, yeah. you know, raunchy or whatever. yeah. I don't know. That's what it looked like. It literally looked like. Oh, I know. Like, it, I mean, maybe not intentionally, but how they colored it with the technology they had back then for that kind of thing. That's what, literally what it looked like. So I'm like. Um, <laughs> Okay. Also, too, can I mention Itchy's fantasy again for a second? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> mention it as much as you want. To me, that's the highlight of the whole film is Itchy's <laughs> virtual reality fantasy. Okay, so the whole point of this device is that 
<clears throat> it's not actually virtual reality. It's actually something far more advanced than that. Because what this does is that it actually puts your thoughts onto the screen or whatever it is. <clears throat> so this means Itchy was actually thinking about this woman that he either just conjured up in his own mind or had actually seen her at some point in time, which again, I think is the latter because I'm going back on my theory that he may have cheated on his wife with her somehow. And then I'm not sure how a beautiful woman like that would be attracted to Itchy, but whatever, that's, you know, we're in Star Wars universe here, so it's different. Um, and, you know, he's like thinking about her again you know, because he hasn't seen her in a while. Because after after his wife kicked her out, she see she didn't actually know he was married. She thought he was single, and that's the only reason why she slept with him. But then when she found out that he got kicked out of the house by his wife, then she cut everything off. Like, all right, well, we, we can't see each other anymore because I don't I don't get involved with you know adulterers and stuff like that and like homewreckers, you know. So you know we're we're, we're you know we're we're finished, and then he still has these, you know, fantasies about her. And then, lo and behold, this guy shows up and gives him a device that allows him to not just have the fantasies in his own mind, but now is allowed to appear on, like, a screen. That's my theory, at least. My, my head cannon. I, uh... <laughs> I think that would have been a better special than the one we watched. <laughs> yes. It's, 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 more, it's more of a narrative, at least, than what we have. Uh-huh. Um, it might be a bad narrative, but at it's, least it's... it's like a. It, it's like the 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 the, the Wookiee equivalent of um, like General Hospital or something. I mean, it's like a soap opera. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> general, ooh, ooh. general, uh, general Hospital. No, <clears throat> uh, and also too. So can I keep talking about this for a second? Go ahead, talk about it as long as you want. <laughs> so, so the fact is, like, you're right that like he. Yeah, like, he's like doing like the whole like wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. He's like, oh, it, it, it's hard to explain this thing. Uh, you, you'll figure it out. And he's like, hey, hey. you know, like, <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, too, this is interesting because, you know, this is before virtual reality was even kind of like really talked about that much. So this is pretty advanced idea for a technology 42 years ago. Yeah. We're just starting to have like the oculus that came out like a couple of years ago and stuff like that i mean this is you even know. before like you know lawnmower man or any of that crap yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a few things from this movie actually were kind of ahead of its time like even to like the hologram stuff which i know some movies have done already before but like you know just including star wars of, exactly with <laughs> chewy and the, the chess matches that he likes to watch you know yeah same kind of you know device which is like a cool holographic sort of like tv if you will which is interesting because why don't they have actual regular tvs when they have something like this that's actually more advanced than a television would be you'd think that there would be a few televisions around like as an antique or a vintage well they they do have those like hidden televisions and communication boxes yeah yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) but that's what they do like con links and stuff like that and um you know not for entertainment i guess uh, they, they've advanced beyond you know televisions now they got the cool holographic stuff anyway um sorry go ahead i just i <coughs> to go back itchy's you know fantasy of the really you know pretty woman that he cheated not uh, cheated with with you know on his wife did you want to take a quick break and come back to this matt <laughs> sure <laughs> 
Okay, we'll be right back, folks. Hello, I'm Tom. And I'm Brian. Hosts of Be Hero Fights. Home of the greatest debates of our time. We tackle the tough topics such as... Fortnite vs. Call of Duty. McDonald's vs. Burger King. John Wick vs... Wait, is, is that really fair? Nevertheless, join us weekly on Spotify, Apple, Google, and pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. And hear the madness ensue. And as always, fight on. And we are back. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, so, uh, okay, Lumpy watches his porn. We already no, talked itchy. about that. I mean, Itchy does, not Lumpy. That would have been different. Anyways, um... Six years old. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, anyways, um, okay, we got to the point where Jefferson Starship is on there. Um, okay, after that, um, the officers, uh, s- continue to search the, uh, the, the, the house and, uh, basically, like, destroy everything. Um, <clears throat> Um, while they're searching his room, um, Lumpy watches a cartoon of his father's many adventures. I don't think this was going on concurrently with what was happening, because uh, Han and Chewie were already landed on Kashyyyk at that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. This was like a, I guess, somehow there's a cartoon in this universe about Han Solo and Chewbacca and Luke Skywalker and stuff. Yeah, I guess so. And by the way, Han Solo looks fucking weird in this cartoon. Oh yeah, he does. <laughs> like nothing <clears throat> like. <laughs> he looks like a like like some kind of LSD Hunter S. Thompson dream or something. <laughs> from yeah. like you know from like uh, what was that movie? Um, the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas or something. Um, anyways, yeah, um. <laughs> The um, so so there during okay the, the the cartoon okay there's a the basic uh premise of the cartoon is there's a search for this talisman, um, and the the Millennium Falcon crashes on the water moon planet of Panna, um, and you have uh. Like all the main characters aboard. Um. Anyways, they 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 run into to Boba Fett, who uh, saves Luke from a giant monster, and claims that he wants to help the rebels. Huh. Turns out he is working for Darth Vader. Um. I think this cartoon sucked, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so basically, it it just it's the the only good thing about the cartoon is the introduction of Boba Fett. <laughs> Literally, that's it. Yeah. Plus, two Boba mm-hmm. Fett's a fucking animal abuser in this cartoon, though. Yeah. <clears throat> he keep picking the dinosaur or whatever he's riding and telling it to shut up and you know berated Luke for giving it food and it's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Like, <laughs> like what's the, what the fuck's the matter with you? <laughs> <clears throat> yep. 
<laughs> Just like the Boba Fett we know. Pretty much. Well, so at that Boba at that Fett. at that point, nobody knew who Boba Fett was. Period. So. No, because literally it was just the first introduction of them. Uh, which you know, later on we know more about them through the through the movies, like the Clone War, Attack of the Clones, and you know and yeah. stuff like that, and um, the the Clone, not, not sorry, Empire, and you know, Return of the Jedi and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so it's like I don't understand how he could work for the Empire. I thought he hated the Empire. Maybe he just works for anyone that pays him, I guess, or something. But well, he does. He kind of worked for he. He was a. Uh, he was. I mean, he was kind of working hand in hand with uh, Darth Vader and Empire. Right. You know, on on Cloud City, but so was so was uh, Lando at that point too. So. Um, right, but what I'm saying is, you know, he watched Mace Windu cut his father's you know head off and attack of the clones and yeah. the empire pretty much just like an extension of the republic as far as sorry what the people see that's the thing everyone the, the audience knows that the empire pretty much just transplanted or you know the the republic but the people think that the republic just sort of transitioned into the empire they don't know that there was like a coup so like from Boba Fett's perspective, he probably would think the Empire is just the Republic with a new name. So why would he work for the very people that cut his father's head off? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I it's know. it's 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 just like the 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 modern day Republicans who think still think that they're the party of Lincoln. And exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> we, we sometimes get political here. It's, yes, it's, 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 okay. it's a variety show. <laughs> <laughs> Except that we, we don't have ASMR JOI porn here, but um, you know, so sorry if that's what you're looking for. We don't do that here. Not but, yet. Uh... <laughs> that's what our whole next episode is going to be about, Matt. <laughs> the whole episode. It's itchy doing ASMR. The, 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 the whole episode is just me going, ooh. Ah. <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, that's nice. <laughs> that's that's what it's gonna be like with me, folks. So if you want to tune in, <laughs> all two ASMR is our new podcast. <laughs> anyways, um, the uh, the um, God. <laughs> so um, so. At some point, God, I hate this thing. <laughs> um, at some point, Lumpy was uh, had a some kind of device thing that he was trying to put together, and he was watching. He was watching a uh, like an infomercial about how to put it together. Yeah, it was on for like five minutes. That had a incompetent robot played played by Harvey Corman. <laughs> Yeah, and you get the pitch shifting and all that. I'm like, seriously, what the fuck are we watching here? I know. How could, how could anyone working on this movie actually think this was a good idea? Like, literally, I okay, I understand they wrote the script in one night when they were doing cocaine. Okay, that's writing the script. How did people actually put this together, literally taking hours out of their day, probably working around the clock, and actually think, yeah, you know what? Let's just have an infomercial of a guy teaching someone how to build a computer and have that go on for seven straight minutes 
But, oh, that's not enough. We need to make sure that the guy's voice is pitch-shifting all weird and he's, like, being wound down like one of those toys where you wind up and <coughs> put his head down and falling asleep. <laughs> what the fuck does that got to do with Star Wars? Furthermore, what does the cooking show have to do with Star Wars? I swear to God, when he's going, like, stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, and it keeps going faster, and like, whip, whip, stir, and it's like, oh, my fucking God, like, what is going on here? Well, like, I mean, t- to be fair, at this point, nobody knew what Star Wars was about yet because there had only been one movie. Yeah, but that one movie, <laughs> at least, had something, some inclination. Yeah, okay, we don't know the rest of the eight movies are going to be, like, fine. But this, <clears throat> you, watch, you watch A New Hope and you watch this, you, you know there's nothing like what New Hope is going on in this movie. There was nothing in New Hope with a robot go, or alien going, stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, and, and like, then, like, putting their fourth arm and, like, there, there wasn't? beating the, or th- what's that? There wasn't? In the version I watched, no. there was. No. Well, maybe, maybe you had, like, the extended cut, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that you should just throw in the trash immediately, but, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, um... This movie, man, I swear to fucking God, this movie... Well, this special. Me, <laughs> oh, like, special, killed me. Then you got the B. Arthur song, which was actually yeah. touching in a weird way, um, where the Empire yeah. closed down all the businesses. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, so, so, so to get to that, what we had was a, a thing where they required viewing of random people on in the most Eisley Cantina. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> Akmina is the character that uh, B. Arthur's playing. Mind you, I think Tony Award winning, Emmy Award winning B. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was was too good for this role. Yeah. So was Art Carney, so was Diane Carroll, so was everybody associated with this whole fucking thing. Everyone, everyone except for Itchy. <laughs> <laughs> was better than this movie. Itchy's fine where he stays, but because uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no one talks about him ever again after this movie. <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyways, there's a it, there's this whole scene where Harvey Corman is playing an alien who drinks out of the top of his head. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, I, I mean, I, I love Harvey Corman, but I'm trying to figure out where they decided, hey, we're going to go all in on Harvey Corman on this special. Yeah, literally all in. He's in three <laughs> separate fucking roles. Um, three characters in one movie. Yeah. Jesus Christ, why are they going to make everything so weird? Hmm. Like, literally everything, not one thing hmm. can be normal. Like, I'm by no means a normal person. I'm a, I'm a weird fucking dude. But like... This movie killed me, dude. Like, I mean, it literally, <laughs> not literally, but it figuratively killed me because I'm talking to you right now. But, like, it figuratively killed me because, like, everything is just slightly off. And that's, that's, that's the weird thing about this movie is that a few things are completely out of this world, but most of it is just slightly off. That it just, it just has, like, this almost, like, needling effect, you know, where it's just like, mm, like, you'd almost just hope that someone would just punch you in the face. Because at least then you just had the full experience. But it's like someone just flicking your nose constantly yeah. for an hour and a fucking half. You know, flick, mm-hmm. flick, flick, flick. 
or whether should I say stir, flick, stir, flick, 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 stir. Yeah, my my new hope is that somebody punches me in the face. <laughs> me too. So yeah, <laughs> she pours this. By the way, too. So can we also talk about the fact that he's like stalking her and thinks that he's in love with her or that she's yeah. in love with him or her. Um, because yeah. he, she told him six words. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Six words. You know what those six words were? Do you remember them? No, I don't. <laughs> okay. He wrote the six words that he interpreted as her undying love for him when he was in the pit of despair and was going to give up on life. She told him six words before he left that made him want to live again and to love again. And those six words are, and I quote, Come back again, I'll be waiting. <laughs> and so she says it to another customer right as he's leaving, and then he realizes that she says that to every customer. And then yeah. he gets up and leaves after his fucking beer is pouring down his skull or something like that. And then, uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, they, the, the Empire, um, says that everybody needs to go back to their homes. Yep. Lockdown! See? It's just like the COVID stuff, man! Mm-hmm. Star Wars holiday special predicted COVID, man! Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta rewatch it over and over to, to collect the clues, man. It won't make you go insane if you watch it 14 times it, in a row. This is how QAnon was started. Um, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> started from watching this. <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe COVID, or sorry, the, the so-called COVID, shrinks our heads to the point that we can't drink out of our mouths anymore. We got poured directly into our skulls. But then that is what actually creates, you know, the urge to go vote for Joe Biden. Which well, I know did not win the election. Well, the reason that they're making us wear masks is because eventually we're going to have to drink through the top of our heads. So we don't need our mouths anymore. Exactly. And then, you know, we're going to have B. Arthur say, come again, come back again, I'll be waiting, and then we're going to think that we love B. Arthur. I mean, who doesn't love B. Arthur? We're just saying, but whatever. I mean, she was Dorothy. And she was Maud. Well, yep. well, I don't Uh-oh. Maud be- a feminism. I was going to say, uh, that show had an abortion in one episode, so that's evil. Oh, did? Oh, right. yeah. I, I can't watch that show no more. <laughs> no. Oh, by the way, so you know, speaking of Maud and and there and thereby, you know, all in the family, which Maud was a spinoff of. Yeah. Um. Did Did you not know that that you know Archie is is the everyman that that you know he's the hero. If you're a conservative and watch All in the Family, that when you watch Archie go off his rants, you're actually supposed to agree with him instead of mocking him, which is the whole point of the show. Did you know that? He's the hard-working American. Who got a job from his uncle. Yep. Nepotism. <clears throat> mm-hmm. but, 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 but fuck that Mike Stivic. But fuck that guy. And plus, you know... That meathead. You know, so, you know, I just wanted to let the audience know that. Plus, too, also, that Ratnip is the greatest band of all time. You should look them up. Um, you know, if also, if you want really good, keen political commentary, look up the, the singer of Ratnip. Because um, he's got all of the great points. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> will not say his name because I don't want to get <laughs> sued. Anyways, no, um, exactly. he's such a tough guy who's you know yeah. So um, 
who uh, who, 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 cl- who claims that Mi- that Michelle Obama is a man because she had short hair once. Oh God, damn it! Okay, but when they say man, okay, so what they mean they they mean transgender, which of course they they don't like trans people, so they they yeah. they interpret that as being she's a man who's pretending to be a woman. I, be clear to the audience, I'm not saying that. That's what they mean when they say that. Um, so, and that theory, well, quote theory goes back to like at least 2012 with Alex Jones and all those idiots, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, but back, back to something that really makes sense in the world, Matt, <laughs> yeah, yes. the star Wars holiday special. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we, we get a cool song sung by B. Arthur at one point. trying to get the people to leave her bar yes it was actually a good song probably the second best part of the whole special i don't know that and jefferson starship and the oh yeah me i forget the you know the the pornography anyways the um (laughs) um so uh Basically, okay, the stormtroopers are still destroying the fucking house looking for shit. I don't even know what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing I never understood. Why are they they're, ransacking a house when they're waiting for Chewbacca to get there? Yeah, it's not like, like Chewbacca can hide. Exactly. He's he's, also, he's, he's like an eight-foot-tall walking carpet. Like, you're not going to see that? Like, Dude, you, you you totally know that when when cops come to your house or whatever, and they're like you know ransacking your house or waiting for you know someone else to come home because they're gonna arrest that person, you know that it's so easy to distract them by going, hey, why don't you go watch this ten minute long music video and just sit them in front of a computer? And they're like, okay, I guess I'll just watch this for ten minutes, right? Yep. I mean, come on, like all the time, you know, if only. You know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement knew that. Yeah, exactly. All they had to do when they were protesting to not get attacked by the cops was to show them some Jefferson Starship. Exactly. That's all it with took. The pink, with the pink dildo saber, yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think at the next protest, that's what people need to start doing. Just yeah. carry around a holographic uh, representation of Jefferson Starship. Circa yeah. 1978, and yes. show that to the uh, to, to the cops. That that'll help. Yeah. <sighs> if only. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, so they they um basically uh, what Lumpy was using that uh that computer thing he was building. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, he did it to make a faking, a fake call, um, for the, uh, Imperials to return to their base. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. They leave, but one stormtrooper stays behind and realizes that they were tricked. He finds Lumpy and destroys the machine. Computer thingy, my bobber. Um... <laughs> 
<clears throat> then he chases Lumpy outside where they're like balancing on the on the porch of the of their tree house. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so then Han and Chewie arrive. <laughs> Chewie protects uh, Lumpy, and uh, Han kills the stormtrooper. <laughs> In a holiday special. Well, he didn't kill him exactly. The The guy fell off. Because <laughs> his gun fell and he tripped over his gun. Yeah. He fell, fell down. <laughs> and if we know anything from uh, people falling in uh, Star Wars things, that does not mean that they're dead. Yeah, well, if you're a Jedi. <clears throat> but, um... Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is uh, Luke fell, he didn't die. Darth oh, Maul right. Dar- Darth uh, Maul fell down, didn't die. Right. Palpatine fell down, didn't die. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, Boba Fett fell. Some, didn't like die. Fett. Somehow Palpatine returned. That's my favorite line ever in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like we have no way of explaining this, so somehow Palpatine returned. Yep. And then we get that in the mouth of a character that has like nothing to do with like the Jedi or anything like that. It's like, you know, fucking Poe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, do you have any force powers? No. Okay, go to hell. We don't care about you right now. You know, don't talk about, you know, Sith shit, you know, right now. Because you have no bearing on this conversation. Get the fuck out of here, Poe. Sith shit. That's what I would have said. But, um, Sith shit. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Sith shit, man. Yeah. Oh god damn! Um, there's a there's a guy um, I can't remember his name right now, but he hosts a podcast called Full of Sith. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, there's a. Um, so so you know. Anyways, uh, basically, uh, an imperial officer appears on a view screen in their. Uh, living room giving a general alert for the missing stormtrooper our good old smooth guy son quickly responds to the trooper <laughs> and uh it, it responds that the trooper stole supplies and then deserted <laughs> and they just believe it exactly they're like oh okay we'll, we'll, we'll look into that <clears throat> so uh with everything, you know, all the danger averted and everything, uh, the family prepares to go to the festival at the Great Tree of Life. They hold some glowing orbs <laughs> and appear in space in space wearing red robes. And there's some, like, really weird acid trip. And then uh, <laughs> they arrive at the Tree of Life where many are gathered, including C-3PO and R2-D2. Luke, Leia, and Han as well. Um, Leia gives a short speech and takes over this like celebration for some reason and sings a really annoying song. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Chewie remembers his adventures during the events of the original film. Finally, the Wookiee family sits around a table and bow their heads. 
and the fucking thing is over, Matt. It's over. <laughs> it's over. God damn. Yeah. <clears throat> and then you got the credits, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <clears throat> One more point, too. Just just thought of this. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, Lumpy's, like, probably, like, maybe five years old at this point. Yeah. And, I mean, the way he acts, <clears throat> he's sitting there trying to build this computer, you know, to help his family. Meanwhile, Grandpappy Itchy can't take a break from his fucking Oculus porn. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. Did you do anything around this house? Like, <sighs> I think they should have done a spinoff about Itchy and his porn addiction. Like, that would have been an interesting, you know, narrative right there. Yes. You cannot be taken away from a just sits in that chair all day long. And, like, he might get up here and there to, like, get a glass of water, eat, like, a cookie or something. Then he goes straight back to you know, that woman, or who knows, maybe he'll imagine up another person or something like that, or, you know. Or maybe a Wookiee this time. Anyways, um... Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Apparently, he's, he's only into, like, you know, different species or something like that, yeah. so... <clears throat> uh, do you want to take a break, Matt? Sure. Yeah, we'll come back with some trivia and some reviews or something, maybe? I don't know. We'll be right back, folks. My head hurts. Do you have dreams that you want to achieve, but are scared to do so due to self-doubt, fear, and other people's criticism? I have just what you need. You need a dose of the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, where I interview guests that will motivate and inspire you to stop at nothing to achieve your dreams and always Remember, if you believe, you can achieve. And we are back. Oh, God. Okay, so you want to hear some trivia about this, Matt? Yes, I would, actually. Okay. According to Carrie Fisher... George Lucas gave her a copy of the special as a gift for recording the DVD commentary for Star Wars A New Hope. Um, she claimed that she played it at parties when she wanted her guests to leave. <laughs> um, George Lucas famously tried and failed to buy up all the master copies to make sure it was never broadcast again. Um <clears throat> The special has never been released on video, but bootleg videos circulated for years, and the show can be seen all over the internet, such as such as YouTube, where I watched it. Um, uh, George Lucas remarked at an Australian convention, If I had the time and a sledgehammer, I would track down every bootlegged copy of that program and smash it. Um... Yeah, Harrison Ford didn't want to appear in this, but was convinced later. Um, B. Arthur claims she only appeared in the special because her youngest son was a big fan of Star Wars. Um, um, the, the Life Day song that Carrie Fisher sings is based on the... Uh, on the theme song from Star Wars. Um, 
Fisher demanded that she be allowed to sing in this special, but she didn't like the song. Um, according to uh, David Akamba, um, he recommended Robin Williams for the special, but the producers turned him down. Um, <laughs> this is before Robin was anybody, really. Um <clears throat> Uh, a scene in it uh, featuring Darth Vader um, talking to an officer on the Death Star was actually cut footage from Star Wars A New Hope. In that scene, uh, Leslie Schofield, who portrays uh, um, Chief Bast, appeared as an unidentified officer. An unused uh, scene of uh, stormtroopers searching um, Tatooine is also used. Um the Cantina sequence took an entire day to shoot. The actors in the alien costumes began to pass out due to lack of oxygen. Oxygen, oxygen tanks were provided for them to use between takes. God. Wow. <clears throat> um, so, uh, Son Dan was an early incarnation of Lando Calrissian. I guess I was right. In early drafts yep. of the Star Wars, uh, of, of Star Wars, uh, episode, um, Empire Strikes Back, um, George Lucas describes him as a gambler who runs a general store on Kashyyyk, a guy who trades with the Indians. <laughs> wow. Um, George Lucas came up with the idea of focusing on Chewbacca's family, um, Writer Bruce Valanche objected because the dialogue would be all in Wookiee language. He he feared that the special would turn into one long episode of Lassie. <laughs> but uh, Lucas refused to change it. According to Valanche, Lucas's original originally intended for the story of Chewbacca's family to appear somewhere in the Star Wars saga. Yeah, um, I guess at one point Lucas wanted to make a movie that was just about Wookiees. Wow. And I imagine without subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> wow. Um, yeah, uh, basically, uh, almost everybody involved in the project is embarrassed by it. <clears throat> yeah, Mark Hamill has even cleverly uh, dodged any most questions asked of, asked of him about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um. So, according to Mitzi Welch, the sequence mm -hmm. with Diane Carroll was intended to be softcore porn that would pass the censors. <laughs> yep, see, I was right. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Bruce Valanche has admitted that he was using cocaine heavily while helping to write the special. <clears throat> <laughs> Probably because he hated the idea, so he's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. Better take some drugs. Uh. Yeah, um, Mark Hamill was recovering from... Uh, from a reconstructive uh, surgery after a near-fatal near car accident. Um, that's why his face looks like that in the movie. Um, I mean, the special. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, David Acumbo was the original director, but he quit after a few days of shooting. He directed the musical numbers by by B. Arthur and Jefferson Starship. The two best part. <clears throat> he also um, commissioned the animated segment featuring uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Which also wasn't that good. Yeah. Um, yep. So, uh... Excuse me. <clears throat> Mala, Lumpy, and Itchy are actually nicknames of their actual names. Mm. Malatabuk. Lumpa Rumpa Rump. <laughs> and Edichuk. I apologize to anybody that's that that's from Kashyyyk that I might be mispronouncing those uh words. Yeah. I'm I'm very sorry to any Wookiees listening. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Me too. Yes. I'm also sorry that your planet and and species was, you know, totally uh, just made to be a mockery of by this fucking movie. Yes. Yeah, the the Ambin sniper rifle, which Boba Fett uses in the animated short, was adapted into the official canon. It is a standard Mm -hmm. weapon of Din Djarin in The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. There. That. That's some. Uh, uh, some. Uh, what you call it? Uh, trivia. There's a lot more, but you know. Hey. <clears throat> can I read the the small excerpt? Yes, from you can. The, the George Lucas biography called "George Lucas: A Life" by Brian J. Jones. Okay. <clears throat> it's a really short one because, like I said, I think he he wanted to do. George Lucas is solid by not talking too much about it. Um, yes. but, <clears throat> so it says, while it seemed there was no detail too small for Lucas to involve himself in, he was still handpicking his staff and approving merchandise. There was one project he had ceded almost entirely to others, a Star Wars holiday special, which CBS planned to air the week before Thanksgiving. Lucas had engaged with the project early sitting down with television writer Bruce Valanche to go over a story treatment that provided only some very vague but ambitious basics. It would take place on Chewbacca's home planet, Kashyyyk. The Wookiee family would overcome Imperials on their way to celebrating the holiday life day. And much of the special would involve Wookiees speaking to one another in their own language of grunts and roars without the help of subtitles. Valanche listened carefully then exhaled slowly you've chosen to build a story around these characters who don't speak he told Lucas incredulously the only sound they make is like fat people having an orgasm (laughs) Lucas Lucas glared back unamused and Valange threw up his hands in surrender Lucas said Valange, quote, had what a director needs to have, which is this insane belief in their personal vision, and he was somehow going to make it work. It didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Lucas, preoccupied with making Empire and building his company, put the special entirely in the hands of its veteran producers, Dwight Hemion, or Hemion, 
and Gary Smith and opted instead to view video footage of the work as it was completed. But as he watched his characters woven into painfully unfunny comedy bits, featuring Harvey Corman with musical interludes by Jefferson Starship, Lucas could see that he had a problem. Even Ford, Hamill, and Fisher, gamely reprising their film roles, couldn't transcend the material. All three looked miserable, though Fisher was thrilled at the chance to sing a Life Day song set to the tune of William's Star Wars theme. Yet another cringe-inducing moment. <laughs> the only segment that sparked any interest from Lucas was an 11-minute animated feature by the Canadian company Nelvana um, LTD, whatever that means. Um, Limited, yeah. There you go. <clears throat> which would give audiences their first look at Boba Fett, which you, know, you already mentioned. With the wheels coming off, all Lucas could do was let it go and take his name off of the show. <laughs> Heavily promoted by CBS and eagerly awaited by fans, this was Star Wars on TV after all. The Star Wars Holiday Special aired on November 17, 1978 and was an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> Producer Dwight Himian called it, quote, the worst piece of crap I've ever done. Lucas called it a, quote, travesty. He had given up control and Star Wars had ended up looking stupid. It was a mistake he was determined not to make happen again. So that kind of explains why he became so heavily involved in like the prequels and shit like that. It's because yeah. he's like, I can't let this happen again. <laughs> like, like, so say what you want about Jar Jar Binks and all that stuff. Yeah, you know what? We could have had another freaking holiday special on our hands. So, you know. Yeah, they had the originally in- intended for it to be like a yearly thing where they were going to do like a new special. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Again, praise the Lord for Jar Jar Binks because you could have gotten that fucking chef again doing the stir, whip, stir, whip, stir. Yeah, you know, and, you know, so good, you know, I'm just saying, you know, it's either Jar Jar. And or then, that. And, and then, sadly, he did let it happen again when he sold the uh, sold Star Wars to Disney and allowed them to make the Rise of Skywalker. You fucker. Yep. Anyway, sorry. Exactly. <laughs> that movie's terrible uh, i mean i would rather watch that than this again though so yeah, um i'd rather watch you know a, a piece of shit do something i don't know <laughs> a holographic piece of shit dance on a chessboard or something yeah, um anyways um <laughs> the trailer for this movie um, <laughs> okay so I, I probably don't have to ask this matt but uh before we end here um would you recommend this movie to any or this special to anyone no not not even as a joke uh, to, you know, like, goof off with your friends, like, like, maybe, like, I would, I would only use it, like, the way Carrie Fisher would, but just to get people to leave my house when I got bored with them, like, that would be the only <clears> purpose. <throat> um, yeah, that, that, I wonder if that works, because, yeah, if I ever have somebody over I don't want over, I might have to try that. Yeah, like, just put, like, don't, like, don't announce that you're gonna put it on. No, just, people might just, just randomly just, put it on. Like, yeah, your guest could be, like, in the kitchen or whatever. You just go to your TV, turn it up real loud, and just sit there and watch it. And, like, after the first five minutes, they'd be like, yeah, I think we got to get going. Uh, we got to, you know, wake and, up early tomorrow. And, and, and when you watch it, you've got to watch it like you really love it. Yeah, exactly. So then like, they're really? just so, – so, so especially if it's, like, a friend you never want to have as a friend again. And – um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! Fuck you! Goodbye. <laughs> the the next time a Jehovah's Witness comes to your door, 
Yes. Invite them in to watch this with you. Then <clears throat> they m- maybe they'll stay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. they might stay, but then they're great. Now they're going to talk about you know their religion to you, mm-hmm. and you have to keep going well, back to TV. Going, you know what? This is my religion right here. It's so. it's, it's too bad we don't have like door to door salesmen anymore because this would be the perfect way to annoy them too. Yeah, it would be like yeah, sure, come on then. And then like you know they put their suitcase down or whatever, and they start like you know, hold on a sec, I want to show you something first. Then you yeah. can talk about your thing. I'd be like, yeah, I'll I'll buy your I'll buy your 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 crappy steak knives if you just uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Cutco. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes, Cutco actually has some pretty good knives. But, uh, <laughs> uh, the, all, the overall business model is terrible. But um. yeah. Anyways, um, anything else here, Matt? Before we uh, before we uh, blast off into a galaxy far, far away. Uh, just uh, you know, have a happy life day. Or Christmas, if that's what you celebrate. Um, and, you know, other holidays, I suppose. Hanukkah's right. probably over at like, this like point, I think. Um, Festivus. Well, I mean, Christmas will be over by the time this airs, too. So, um, yeah. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it might be. Not might. No, it might not be. I don't know. Might be. It might be uh, airing on Christmas. But still. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on when I decide to put this up. But, um, yeah, so... <laughs> I just um, yeah. <clears throat> apologize, I guess, for making people endure. Well, I mean, not making them. They they made the choice to listen to this, but um, but I apologize nonetheless, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. For but then then again, <clears throat> listening to us talk about it is huh. not anywhere near as bad as actually watching the movie. Yes. So that um, is true. Um. Anyways, uh, so if, if there are, you know, have a happy new year if this airs before the new year. Um, happy Life Day. Happy Festivus. Um, happy Holidays, which, you know. In general. We're not allowed to say anymore. we got to say Merry Christmas now. That That's the new rule. You know, oh, the Christ- okay. The, the Christians won the war on Christmas, so now people are forced to. We have to say Merry Christmas now. We gotta do it. Now it's it's the rule that we must do it. Yeah, fuck the Wookiees. Anyways, yeah. um <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh God. So um anyways, uh follow us on social media. Um <clears throat> make sure you uh check out our Patreon. Um please do it. Um buy some cool shirts at T Public. We got that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um you know <clears throat> follow knows? follow us on Facebook. All the social needs. Some, yeah, we might have some, you know, material like, you know, Itchy watching, you know, his, his Oculus porn. Probably I mean, not. Pop, but, um, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we might. <God>. But uh, <laughs> anyways, love you all. Miss mm-hmm. Jamal. And uh, by the way, he would have loved this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping to do this one day with him on here, so it kind of sucks. But, uh, anyways, um, hopefully everybody's, uh, safe and wearing masks and stuff if you're still supposed to when you listen to this. And, uh, (laughs) have a happy life day. Yep. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. 
Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Hawes. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com.